0: You're listening to Agents of
1: Man, Presented by the Nicholas Center. The podcast that features conversations about being human. Hosted by individuals who just happen to be on the autism spectrum.
2: Produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Welcome to Aids of Humanity, presented by the Nicholas Center and produced by Launchpad 516 Studios.
1: New episodes will be available every two weeks on all of your favorite podcast
3: platforms. Join us for each episode as our hosts, who just happen to be on the autism spectrum, talk about everyday life as a human.
0: Sometimes we'll interview very special people, and sometimes we will have conversations between us.
2: In the end, we'll always ask the question: how do you make the world a better place?
0: And become your own agent of humanity!
3: Welcome to Agents of Humanity! I'm
4: Amanda.
3: I'm Tomas. I'm Tara.
2: I'm Jason. And I'm Robert. And today on the podcast, we have Miss Oliviera Sella on the podcast. For our listeners, Jacqueline is the founder of Wellbe Consulting, offering expertise in health solutions for employees and employers alike. She works on product design, the, the, the implementation of it, and the management of complex, global health and other benefit offerings for employers. Um, she, she, she is also a member of the Global Health Executive Program at Harvard Medical School. Previously, Jacqueline worked at both IBM and Kendra as the Director of Global Benefits and Well-being. Uh, being a mom to a teenager with special needs, Jacqueline has been a fierce advocate for the inclusion of diverseable individuals in schools, employment settings, and society. Um, your advocacy work on inclusion is important for us all, and uh, um, especially with those with special needs, those who own businesses or offer volunteer work, community members, and those who work and interact with them. and and particularly what we're going on to talk about today is how she's advocating for like more inclusive settings, basically, Beautiful. So so uh, Miss Olivia, Miss Olivia, Arcella, thank you for being a guest on Aidens of Humanity.
5: Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm very pleased to to be with each of you and <laughs> let's roll.
3: Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. So I'm a Brazilian actuary. Mm. That's where my accent comes from. Mm. I live in New York. Mm. I'm a mother of Woo. two amazing kids, wow. Nico and Elliot. I wow. also have two dogs, Speedy uh, and Navy.
3: That's
5: and nice. I'm a believer in continuous learning. So this is mm. awesome. Mm. Uh, hard work and compassion. Hmm. Outside of work, I love spending time (laughs) with friends, reading, practicing mindfulness, uh, Hmm. watching sci-fi and paddle boarding. Uh, Professionally, I moved from country expert in Brazil, so like many years ago, into learning, opening my uh, horizons to learn Hmm. global matters and... I became mm-hmm. a, a strategist and a consultant mm-hmm. in developing uh healthcare and employee benefit solutions in different settings so we have worked in insurance mm-hmm. global consultants and as you mentioned fortune 50 companies but more importantly this global journey also led me to launch a social initiative Mm. that's focused on creating a more inclusive healthy and equitable corporate system
3: wow cool what does providing health solution for employees and employers mean to you
5: that's a very good question uh it means that we are creating offerings uh to protect individuals so they feel that they are cared for they feel that they are um, part of an organization with purpose that mm. care for individuals working mm. for them that care mm. for their development
4: I so see. when I think mm.
5: about health and employee benefits it's it needs to be linked to what matters the most to that particular group of employees. So, f- for example, um, here on the table, when you are working on your mm-hmm. uh, media company, mm-hmm. right? Launching your mm-hmm. podcast, you want to make sure that you are cared for, yes. that yes. you you uh, the people helping you to grow, mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. are really intentional about it, and that you develop trust and mm-hmm. joy right to do what you are doing
3: indeed yeah what would you want businesses to understand about health for employees
5: health for employees Mm -hmm. is core to have employees performing well right so if they are mentally well if they are mentally healthy Mm -hmm. they are able to actually perform and they are able to actually be the best versions of themselves Mm. So, uh, what health needs to like should mean for mm-hmm. for business leaders is it should be a key priority.
3: I see. Um, nice. I completely
2: agree. Yeah. yeah. I
1: completely agree. Yeah.
2: Especially in the disability field, when when, when when employees may need certain accommodations to be able to do their work properly, it's probably a crucial uh, field field f- cru- crucial thing what you do for employees. So what you empo- do for employees? Yeah. So uh, like one of my friends has a I'm um, I'm 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 not necessarily Harley what we have but she has like a vision disability like she can only see in bright light settings. So uh basically they had she she they they she basically has to turn on the lights every time she starts work. So basically so she can see like paper and stuff, like the paper
5: and stuff.
3: Hmm.
5: So, she needs accommodations, accommodations right? To be yeah. the best version of herself. Yes. So, think about when you're creating uh, healthcare solutions, you need to understand who is going to be served, right? Yeah, you yeah. have, like, you understand <laughs> uh, what are the most prevalent health risk concerns, but also how care is being accessed, how yeah. care is being delivered. So, yeah. uh, for example, when you let's reflect on a diverse, able community, right? Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that they have uh, healthcare professionals that can help them uh, succeed. You want to, for example, uh, ensure that you have cognitive behavior therapy as part of your healthcare coverage. right? And that if you have employees with mobility issues that telehealth is offered. As well, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. the other point about health equity is uh, relates to social determinants of health. So, when we talk about eating healthy, Mm -hmm. maybe eating healthy uh, number one is what eating healthy means, right? Mm -hmm. So employers could have a role in helping with education, right? Yeah. Uh, And secondly, uh, when I think about health eating, some uh, individuals may not it may not be affordable to eat healthy. Yes, it may be cheaper to actually eat fast food. Yeah, I so see. which is on itself mm. can create uh, additional issues such as like you can develop obesity, you can develop diabetes and mm-hmm. other uh, cardiovascular diseases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So bringing back to 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 your question, it's number one. Health should be uh, the the forefront of an organization. You want to have your employees healthy and able to work at their best potential, and you need to. You want to understand what are the needs of the diverse groups of your population. Yeah, it could be uh, diverse, able. It could be LGBTQ plus. It could be other different groups that are less uh, that are marginalized. Right. That are not uh, commonly fought as part of the uh, uh, of the population that's that's being served. We yes,
2: completely agree. Completely agree. I completely agree with that, and 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 in some ways, making sure that everyone has access to, eat, making sure the employees have 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 access to, to 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 the healthcare they need, makes the workplace a more diverse and more and more harmonious place to work. I believe.
5: Yeah, and there are studies. It's funny you mention that because there are studies where. Um, The perception of the C-suite, I think it was a Deloitte study. Uh, The perception of the C-suite is that employees feel that they are cared for. I think it was 94% or so. Meanwhile, uh, only half, about half of the employees, when asked the same question to employees, Mm -hmm. only half of the employees feel that they are cared for. So it means that uh, (laughs) intentions need to be converted into actions. You need to understand what exactly the needs of the, the, uh, your demographics, your, uh, employees are. And for that comes co-creation comes round tables like this, where you can really take the time to, uh, test concepts with employees. Yes. Um, Yes. I, I, was, I was also going to, to mention, like, when I think about um, the special needs world, and uh, the beginning of my relationship with special needs came with Nico, right? Because I had to figure out how we can create a world where kids like Nico can thrive can be included, can be educated, can be skilled, like you guys are being here at the Nicolai Center, and can thrive. So that's how it all started. So while we are talking about healthcare for employees, we want to make sure that you have the opportunity to actually become an employee that kids with special needs, they are educated, they are included in the schools in a way that one day they will be their best versions of themselves working for those employers, right? With purpose yeah. and with the care that's needed.
2: I completely agree. I do completely agree. I, I agree too. Um, well, I agree.
3: Health is important to me because it helps me stay active and helps me stay awake. What about you, Tara?
1: For me, I just take daily walks and eat the right food.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. And you feel like that helps you stay energetic and feel healthy every day? Yeah. Nice. What about you, Jason? What makes you feel healthy?
0: Um, it makes me feel healthy because I get strong when I do my uh, push-ups.
4: Nice. Amazing. What other forms of exercise do you do? Push-ups.
0: Uh, jumping jacks. And uh, sit-ups. Um, biceps?
4: Nice. I like that. That's great. What about you, Robert? What do you think makes you feel healthy, like mentally or physically? Like I do a
2: lot of med- I do a lot of meditation mostly. So I meditate quite a bit. Um I like I like realization stuff. Um, I like yoga, stuff like that. Uh, I do mostly the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. I'm not physically strong, but, uh, but I try to keep my mind
5: strong. Hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Can I ask yeah. a question on that? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do to keep your mind strong? I'm amazed by this. Um, this I meditate. Group. I
2: read like like not like not uh, like 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 a lot of anime stuff i read like a lot a lot of anime stuff from sci-fi stuff as well i mostly read stuff while well, listening to like white noise um I'm, I'm i do yoga poses occasionally. like guide meditations on youtube
5: i love that and nice. one one thing to mention is i do a lot of research on different health risk concerns and one commonality mm-hmm across all different types of chronic illnesses is the impact on mental health so i'm so uh happy to hear how how much you care like you you take care of your mental health so how do you how do you meditate i'm curious because i want to learn uh mostly
2: I, no- mostly I use a white noise mostly i use a white noise mostly i i love air conditioning noises and refrigerator noises that's kind of the thing that calms me down a lot particularly i've been in been been like addicted to this refrigerator noise <laughs> like i'm listening to it probably 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 from like when 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 i go to sleep when i wake up i um I'm, I'm i tend to like wake up sometimes in the yeah in the night but this always like gets you right back to sleep so beautiful. yeah, yeah.
5: and do you like do you use meditation to also help you to be inspired and oh uh, yes, yes yes yes
2: yeah. yeah 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 sometimes for writing yeah sometimes for writing sometimes for the podcast I, like calm my nerves before I do a podcast
4: yeah we also implement meditation yeah. here within our programs as well so April our health and wellness coordinator has meditation sessions with her groups of individuals before art class even just to get everyone ready and and set up and relaxed we'll do a a short guided meditation sometimes in music therapy we will as well because for this population especially like sounds and relaxation methods are just so important to like gather everyone back to where they need to be
5: yeah and if you don't mind me jumping in i think for everybody
4: Mm -hmm. companies
5: are doing that i hope schools do more of that so you can actually break with the silo of caring for your mental health from early ages mm-hmm. right finding techniques finding ways to help kids not just kids with special needs but them all wanna if you look at how much uh, uh the incidence of um, um how much how was the increase in uh, Anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. uh, and other uh, consequences—negative consequences of having poor mental health—over the past years, particularly among the youngsters. So, this what you're doing here could be replicated, not just in uh, in this amazing academy. Uh, but also, which is the Nicolai Center, but also in school settings, there is always so much to learn from each of you, each of you on this table here, Uh right?
0: That's very nice.
5: Jason, what do you do to calm yourself down? If you you can share with us.
0: Um, Okay, Um, I do some uh, meditation. Because uh, it makes me feel so relaxed.
2: (laughs) I love that. So, uh, for our next question, can you tell us a little bit about the program at Harvard University?
5: I have been on a journey of developing products and offerings and implementing uh, that protect individuals, like employed by corporations, in different capacities through life. But I I wanted something more. I wanted to be within an environment that we could actually create novel, uh, like uh, change that we could create innovation in healthcare. And what appealed to me, and I was. Like fortunately, I'm uh, uh, I'm I'm very pleased with the program. Mm. It's um, a program. Uh, it's called Global Healthcare mm. um, Leaders Program. My classroom is global, so mm. let's say I have sixty to seventy percent, maybe uh, U.S. Uh, like um, U.S. students and then the remaining from different parts of the globe. And I think the the relevant piece, not just the caliber of the professors, but the intention of the students. We are talking about CEO of large, like uh, very senior leaders from large corporations or CEOs of startups. the one thing they have in common is they all see health inequities as an issue that needs to be solved for um, with technology, with advancements, even using AI, and Mm -hmm. with their expertise. So all these students regardless of they what they do outside of the classroom, they are all investing in creating something that can make humanity healthier.
3: I see. Nice.
2: Cool. So, yeah, in terms of college, in terms of, uh, I attended Nassau Community College for college. I, t- I, um, I mm-hmm. studied, uh, I, um, it was a liberal arts degree, but one of my favorite courses, though, was earth science, because it was incredibly mm-hmm. in-depth, like we learned about how, like pollution is, is is affecting the earth. We learned like how each how rocks are formed over thousands of years. Mm. It was very, very, very in-depth and, and, and I liked it very, very much on the same subject. Um, what was your favorite subjects in school, guys?
1: <laughs>
5: yeah. Well, So first, let me acknowledge. Wow, that's great mm-hmm. that you like you were able to capture something that now uh, it's being talked a lot, sustainability right making sure that we we can sustain life on earth right so that's what's all about making sure that we are preserving the places we are in so i love that thank you thank you for sharing
1: uh what subject in school did you like well i like um social studies and studying things i never learned before
4: what um, interests you about social studies? Like, what did you like about it? Just reading, like, what happened in
1: the past. Like, like what happens. It gives me, like, a good novel of words.
4: Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of history to learn about that's happened in the world, right? Yeah. Very yeah. cool. What about you, Tomas? What was your favorite subject?
3: My favorite subject in school uh, was was uh English because like I liked in my high school doing like these good gu- these cool magazines like they're really fun to look at Jason what was what's your favorite subject what was your favorite subject in school
0: well my favorite subject in school is a uh, math because um you do some uh addition subtraction multiplication and division
3: Nice.
5: Nice. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask a question? Um mm-hmm. what was your favorite like what who was your favorite teacher in this school and why? Um it could be teacher or a faculty member,
1: anyone that's really connected with you and why? Um I like my teacher um He, me and him got a good connection, so if I'm stuck on something, he's there to help me.
5: That's, that's awesome. And he was able to break down something that was complex to you. Yeah.
4: And then Mm. from there, here you are.
1: Uh, Yeah, here I am.
4: (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And what subject was that for you? Do you remember? Oh man, what was that? Um
1: what I'm trying to think back where it was um probably math I guess mm, I nice. think I, I I I didn't like math back then
4: yeah so it's, it's really my helpful. fan favorite it's helpful to have a teacher that can really explain that to you right yeah nice if we
1: didn't have t- if you had if we haven't have teach was was about to say t-shirts if we didn't have any teachers around We'll be lost, and we don't know what to do. So, I'll rely on teachers.
4: Mhm. Yeah. What about you, Robert? Who was your favorite teacher, and why? Uh,
2: prob- 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 probably the teacher that I remember, remember, remember the most was uh. That the earth-time teacher, I can't for the life of me remember remember the name of her, but uh, she was insightful. Um, 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 she talked about her stuff. She went on hikes a lot. She talked about the hikes that she went on. She she was very very knowledgeable about the earth, which I very much
0: appreciated. So yeah. Oh uh, Miss Raina, uh, because uh, she was uh, uh nice, and uh, she she likes me a lot.
3: <laughs> nice, that's good. <laughs> yeah.
5: It's a big difference when you feel that someone is really caring for you, right? That someone is. Hmm attentive, and trying to, to help you.
0: That's right. <laughs> yep. We will be right back.
3: This is George, Fred,
2: and Jason, the co-leaders of Speak, interrupting to say that we hope you're enjoying this episode, but please make sure to check out our new show, The Speak Podcast, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes available every two
5: weeks on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Each Speak Talk is about six to ten minutes in length, and the talks are given in storytelling format. There are three key moments in each Speak Talk the moment of truth, the moment of transformation, and the moment of impact. We host pop-up events all over the world, and now we're bringing our talks to your device. Join us
2: on the Speak podcast as our speakers step onto the stage and into the spotlight with impactful ideas and stories. We'll let you get back to the show you were listening to, another great podcast from Launchpad 516 Studios.
4: You're
0: listening to Agents of Humanity, presented by the Nicholas Center and produced by Launchpad 516 Studio. We understand you have been involved in advocating for the (laughs) needs and rights of persons with disabilities. Can you speak about your connection with its work?
5: The journey started with having a kid with Down syndrome, right? So my teenager, Nicholas, Nico, mm-hmm. he's 14 years old uh-huh. and uh, he, he has Down syndrome. So um, that's how it started. Yeah. It was very natural and to some extent uh, selfish because I had <gasps> to figure out mm. what uh, what I would need to create around me uh, for him to succeed, and then believe me, as a result of that. So I'll give you an example. Um, Nicholas was born in England. We mm-hmm. uh, he had some health complications. Uh-huh. So the last thing that I would be worried about uh, mm-hmm. was the Down syndrome. I was <laughs> focused on getting him out of the hospital, but then. Months past, I had so many, uh, I, I call, yeah. helping hands to help him um, um, walk, talk, uh, be himself. And when we moved to the States uh, a, few, a few years ago, <laughs> I had to collaborate and asked why not and what if right so um, when you my advocacy came naturally i think caring for others should be part of it's a it's a human being condition but more specifically knowing more about special needs it came with nicholas who teach me every single day lessons of love humility humility and bringing to the corporate life how to Uh, uh, tackle very complex uh, problems um, with small steps, right? Like you're mentioning your teacher, you had Mm -hmm. something that was very complex for you. Mm -hmm. And you had someone to break it down and help you to to learn. Once you Mm. learn, you expand from there. So what I, in terms of advocacy, uh, I think it should be embedded Mm -hmm. in school settings. So we can make sure that uh, kids with special needs are uh, in part of the community, like are integral part of school classrooms, that they are not visitors in classrooms, that they are part of what the school strives for in terms of education and inclusion and equity.
0: Uh. That's nice. Cool. (laughs) I appreciate you advocating for people with special needs because it's nice to help people in your community because it's good to be helpful and caring.
5: Yeah. And if you set the stage early on for people to be included, if you are surrounding, so, for example, parents, I ask them how many of your kids have kids that are different from them have friends that are different from them what are you doing to move from the talk to the walk right so that's uh i I, I would say what if you open your home or you uh why not and what if you open your home to have more friends with uh friends of your kids that have special needs Mm. you can learn so much from from them and of a role that a teacher and a a faculty member of a school setting can create in terms of change and learnings for you. But what if they are partnering with organizations like the Nicolai Center so they can learn from what's being taught here, which is amazing, and carry that on throughout the school life? Right? Mm-hmm. So kids, when you have, uh, one thing that I learned a lot from Nicholas is uh, <laughs> so many leaders talk about being authentic, right? but there is nothing mm. more authentic than someone who has no skin on the game, like uh, a kid like Nicholas, whose <laughs> generosity and love mm-hmm. is part of who he is. He has uh, no filter right and mm-hmm. that makes you break your pride makes you be a better person because mm-hmm. you have someone with special needs in your life
0: oh so, <laughs> nice that is so very thank you, nice
5: thank you for your question and thanks for being here
2: <laughs> i really appreciate you uh speaking about special needs because as a special needs person myself um um. Um. I mean. I mean. I mean. I had a, had a, had a, had a great school life, but I might not 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 have if my mom hadn't spoken up about the things I needed. So I very much appreciate parents like you because you genuinely changed the school system into something that we basically need. That, that, that we as special needs individuals need. So I am very grateful for you for speaking up, and it takes a lot of work. Believe me. It, yeah. 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 I mean. I mean. You. It takes quite a bit of work.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, My son, oh, 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 Nicholas, cool. loves music, wow. loves dance. And I've been asking, like uh, I've been collaborating with mm-hmm. this amazing group at his school to get him included together with our other kids, not separate, together. And he always always surprises me. So for ex- uh, on the late, I think it was a few months ago, he was part of the chorus and he was put like all the way on the side very isolated from like more uh, a few hundred kids and the expectation was that he would be there to listen. Nicholas, and I have this in video, was the kid that knew all the songs and was singing from his heart. He was a lesson to everybody that was on that particular show. Wow. So it's like, give them a chance. Make an effort to create an environment in your school where kids are not, kids with special needs are not visitors, that they are part of that classroom. Not just the talk, but to walk, right? Include them, give them a chance. And it's not, I, I tend to joke about it. Inclusion, mm-hmm. it's not about I get Jason and now I throw Jason in the middle of <laughs> a, like in a surgery room where mm-hmm. you have a lot of doctors operating. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jason is going to learn how to proceed with a surgery just by being close to other people? Probably not. I would never. So how come you can expect that kids are, uh, kids need to be set up for success, right? You need to, again, take the time to understand how they learn, what questions you can ask, how to ask questions, sometimes not written. Sometimes you need to use uh, pictures or images. So It's up to us to kind of figure out ways to connect with them and not the other way around always, right?
1: I like the idea of inclusion because we learn a different thing that we don't know about from other people. How do you advocate for inclusion in the workplace, schools and in the community? I
5: think in all three, right schools employers uh and society it starts with advocacy for me it starts with noticing whether or not people were being treated different just by the way of being uh of not behaving exactly like the norm right or not Mm -hmm. looking like the norm and then when people tell you no, no, I uh, this kid cannot be, it's not, it does not belong here, I think the question we need to keep asking is, why not? And ask five times, like the rule of design thinking, ask why not and why, and then, Moving to helping, that's why I think collaboration is really important, moving to the what if. So in the school settings, uh, I think principles. So I talked about the teachers, the school faculty, creating opportunities. Uh, not just to say I'm inclusive, but actually to act as an inclusive uh, member of society, making an effort, because I know they have a lot, I understand they have a lot on their plates. and let's talk about school principals. Why not piggyback back on organizations like Nicolai Center and help their employees award and have their employees being trained with you, with each of you? and learn from how you are learning, because that could help them uh, to do, let's say, uh, to improve their skills with our students.
4: So how do you guys, just to share more with Jacqueline, how do you guys feel like the Nicholas Center has helped you or guided you in a way?
1: Uh, The Nicholas Center has engaged me for doing the right thing and listening well, if I get stuck on something, I ask for help, or I can do stuff myself. Um, I will say the Nicholas has ch- Center
2: has actually challenged me to o- overcome. I used to have a lot of really bad anxiety, so basically it's challenged me to kind of overcome that, and I now have, 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 have a job thanks to their efforts, so I'd say they're very, very successful, so I do appreciate the Nicholas Center's effort in helping me overcome anxiety in particular.
5: Would you like to have uh, a a version of the Nicholas Center, what they do here in your school?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that it would do well in every school. We already do work with schools, but uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's it's. Honestly, we 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 we've already expanded to Westchester, but 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 already, already there's so much demand. I here in New Jersey there are are a lot of kids with autism in my uh, aunt's town, and she says we could really use something like the Nicholas Center here. That's yeah, right. Yeah,
1: there are a lot of That's individuals cool.
3: with autism. Uh, the Nicholas Center has helped me try to like try to like uh be more of a good of a uh, have a good person and let like and like and like be like and, and and be like and let the adults handle things yeah and like it has made me it's made me uh realize let, like that, that I that I don't always have to like be a, to keep peace between the other people the other kids Jason what 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 mother to the Nicholas Center made you what has Nicholas Center helped you out with? Um,
0: well, the Nicholas Center helped me out with uh, everything. And, the uh, navigators. Hmm. And, uh, vocal skills. Nice. And also, uh, help and wellness. Cool. And, uh, creative arts. That's good. What's yours?
2: So, uh, yeah, um... I guess the I guess I've already answered how the NILIC Center helps me but um I guess I'll answer how I like the idea of inclusion for this question um I love the idea of inclusion because it allows t- in individuals who are did dead different whether it be mentally different look m- yes mentally different physically different uh, um, di- um, dif- um, different appearances it, yeah yeah it allows them to feel safe and it allows them to hopefully thrive in their environments. So I like the idea of inclusion very, very much so.
3: I have learned a lot from my friends with special needs, including how to get along with them, socialize and be patient with them.
5: It's beautiful. And let me ask a question. Have you made friends here?
3: I have, in fact, made some friends. Yes.
5: Yeah, And that like that friendship helped you to be happier yes yeah
3: help me to be happier and joyful
2: actually I have made some friends here too in fact last night I went to a concert with a couple of them Uh, Andrew and Matt V um, I'm here we went to go see in this moment at the Hammerstein ballroom last night
0: a very very good show that's great who are some of the people you wish to have on your program
5: building from my knowledge and uh, my professional knowledge, my personal knowledge, and my connections, I knew that there was an opportunity to pay forward with knowledge sharing. But it was not just knowledge sharing for the sake of. So what I, the health briefings that I, the social initiative that I created on LinkedIn, is Mm. focus on different health risk concerns so for example cardiovascular diseases or menopause or mental fitness um anxiety and inclusion and people like and uh, the mix between data and inclusion right how to Mm. really measure inclusion and the beauty of it is it's constructed in a way that any individual or organization can use the briefing as to build their own program. So it's it comes with actionable insights, with resources. And the amazing part, we are talking about friendship, is mm-hmm. that it's those newsletters, uh, they are built in collaboration with Healthcare experts, with industry leaders, with employee benefit consultants, HR mm-hmm. leaders, and individuals impacted by that particular health risk concern. Mm-hmm. So you kind of create, I'm pleased to say that you, we create a community of to some extent like of selfless people that are trying to help corporations and employees to improve their health and their well-being
3: nice
0: cool that is awesome i would like to have on tom kenny because he did all of cartoon voices from many shows and movies and would be inspiring to meet him
5: I would love that. Yes. Yes. Please. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh,
2: so uh, thank you, Miss Olivia Aracela. Um. The interview has given us a lot to think about. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, um, thank you. Not just from me, but from all of us for advocating for people with special needs. Um, we always ask our guests this at the very end. And, and the interview, we asked, how do you make the world a better place?
5: by being open and curious to learn, um, to collaborate with others, to be a compassionate leader, because Mm. that's, uh, in my humble opinion, is what corporations are missing the most. It's leaders who not Mm -hmm. just have, who move beyond empathy. Empathy Mm -hmm. is fantastic, Mm -hmm. but you also need, intentions need to create actions. So we all like, uh, understand that having mm-hmm. a psychologically safe environment is needed for someone to thrive. Mm-hmm. And that can be accomplished with like, true care for others. It doesn't mean that you still need, uh, companies still need to make their profits, but they can have a bigger picture in mind and really create corporations that will be sustainable on the long run. Nice. i
3: like that you said that it makes me think about well me because i i feel like i i have like good leadership skills mostly sometimes
5: that's that's amazing i really (laughs) love hearing that and i want to learn from you okay (laughs) that's the deal that we need to create it's like that we not just Mm -hmm. Uh, We can learn so much from diverse, able uh, employees and a lot of the technology, I don't know if you know that a lot of the Mm -hmm. technology that we Mm -hmm. use today was created initially as an accommodation. You mentioned about your friend that has a visual impairment. A lot of what we see mm-hmm. on our phones and our computers mm-hmm. was created. The keyboard on itself was created wow. to wow. Uh, help individuals with disability to mm-hmm. function.
0: Cool. This makes me feel happy. Me too. <laughs> um, me, me, me,
2: me. <laughs> I think it makes us all feel happy in some way. So, uh, thank you for so much for come, coming, come, coming gone, Mr. Olivier. shall i Thank you to all 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 listeners for listening. Uh, We will see you next time on Agents of Humanity. Bye! Bye.
3: Agents of Humanity is produced by Launchpad 516 Studios.
2: Executive produced by George Andriopoulos. Our theme song? The Nevertheless Sea Preservative. is by Bonnie Grace. Music and sound effects licensed through Epidemic Sound.
3: Agents of Humanity is hosted with PodBee.
0: This podcast is presented by the Nicholas Center, a human services agency that is revolutionizing the way autistic people learn, live, and work.
2: Make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts while you're at it.
3: Follow the Nicholas Center at the Nicholas Center on Facebook, at Nicholas Center on Instagram, and at Nicholas-Center on LinkedIn. Visit our website, tncnewyork.org, for more information, upcoming events, or to donate.
0: Please make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios.